I'm Jacob, I'm eight years old. I live in Kansas City, Missouri, and I listen to H2D Radio. Check out the link in the description. What's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday, December 7th. It's still season nine. We're still stoked about it over here on the Wire Sports Podcast. Hey, we got lots of football. College Hero of the Week, the last, uh, I can't even say regular season, the end of the season, College Hero of the Week. And, of course, we got to cover all these crazy NFL games. Listeners, fellas, the Wire Sports Podcast. It starts right now. I'm going in first to 10. I'm on Legend Boy, a champion. They can't match the flows, the X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes, devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek, by the way, y'all rose. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mix with I am Mike and the great Ali. I'ma run it back, believe me, baby. I fathered the game, call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that, try be like this. Sammy so sub, that boy don't miss. It's the return of the return of the greatest. Anyway, you name it, I'm everybody favorite. I'm bringing the pain and bringing the fire. Hey, stay tuned, it's going down to the wire. Guys, welcome to another beautiful episode of the Wire Sports Podcast. I just, I just can't stop smiling over here. I, I, I do want to know how you guys are doing, but you know, Trey, you look good. Something about, mm-hmm. something about you is radiating gold, red, <laughs> blue, black. <laughs> you look good, man. Yeah, me and my roommate decided. Me and my boy uh, Freddie, we decided we were gonna make a little small bet. He refuses to wear any Atlanta stuff. I told him I'd never be caught dead in anything Steelers. And my Falcons lost to those Steelers. <laughs> so now I had to wear this hat. Did you have to <laughs> so buy that? I'm take a picture in it. No. No, it's probably his roommate's hat. Thank God. <laughs> Ain't no way he's going to buy it. But I did go buy a new uh, Falcon hat just for him to wear. <laughs> I, I went and bought a brand new. It's, it's a red hat too, not so you can't miss it. <laughs> nice red fitted. Richie, how you doing over there? You look snug as a bug in a rug. Look at that that I sweater. I am oh, snug, it's comfortable. Yeah, it is. It's quilted. Oh man, nice. Yeah, good Ready to go though. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, I think we'll probably have one more college year of the week once we get to the end of the you know end of the month, get into the championships, uh, the, the big champ, the playoffs. But championship week was this week, so we can't not have a college hero this week. Uh, a lot of crazy upsets, some things happened. The stars aligned. Richie's so excited that Ohio State is number four in the country yet again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Back in the contention. So whoever wants to kick us off, let's look at a college hero of the week. I know mine's probably unexpected. I mean, mine's mine's honestly very expected. USC, thank you. Oh, I love USC. <laughs> I'm a Trojan fan. You know, even in the early 2000s when they're winning, I was all about them. And I'm all about them after this week. Because they, I, I don't think you were here, Trey, but I'm telling you, I was so crushed. My soul was crushed when Ohio State lost to the Wolverines and we're out of the playoffs. And this lifted my spirits because if for some miracle Ohio State beats Georgia, they'll end up playing Michigan or TCU, which I'd love to see Michigan run back and watch them lose again and enjoy that even more. Like, I really hope they beat Georgia. That's what I want. I want that Michigan run back. I want Michigan to just crush them like they were doing already. You know, everyone, all these Ohio State fans, this time we get them, bad play call. Nah, y'all choke. It's what you do. Thank you, USC, to remind Ohio State fans there's no excuses. They somehow, luckily, got in again. Thanks to USC. Thank you, USC. Really appreciate it. And Kansas State, of course. But nonetheless, USC primarily because they're the ones who choked. So thank you, USC. Super happy, super excited, ready to go. They play in the Bulldogs. This is exactly what I didn't think could happen, as Justin alluded to, but I'm glad it did. The Lord up above has blessed me. Now, the only problem is I feel like he gave me this one, so he might not give me the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. So I'm a little worried about that, but but I'll take what I can get. I'll take this. Hate, hate, hate. (laughs) 
Yeah, Georgia's a tall order for Ohio State. Absolutely. 100%. I don't know if that's going to happen. Trey, who's your uh, college hero of the week? And my college hero of the week is TCU for allowing my Georgia Bulldogs to even play Ohio State. Because that's going we're going to make slight work in them, and it's going to be wonderful. Georgia for back-to-back championships. I'm here for it. Oh, boy. Makes it hard because I was going to... Actually, technically, we were in after the USC loss, but and everyone was concerned TCU would, would drop out of three, but I just I just don't see... And when we talked a little bit about the South Bay <laughs> Chase, like, I don't think they're going to put Alabama up there, but they could have. They could have rigged the numbers. They didn't. Um, all right, so... No, my... no way. No way. No way. <laughs> Five ranked opponents TCU played. Yeah, there's yeah. no way they could drop. Andy. There's no way, even a two a two loss Alabama. There's no way that they'd be able to be in the uh, final four. I don't. I don't think so. They wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been tough. Alabama sure believed it would happen. Um, <laughs> now I will give my honorable mention after this to K State because obviously I'm veering into a K State fandom, um, so I, I do root for them. But my hero of the week is actually on the other side of the ball, and I'm telling you guys, TCU is scary. They have those five wins. They are gritty. Now K State did come back and get the win. But that guy, Max Duggan, 15, hero of the week. Now, his completion may not have been there, 18 for 36, but he had 251 yards and a touchdown. He did throw a pick on the ground. This man made it happen when his when his team wouldn't for him. He was 15 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. And it, it just, you got to see this guy play to, to understand. It was just like... You know what? I'm doing it. I don't care if you guys. I'm gonna run it. I, I think. I think the guy uh, was played his heart out. Now TCU is a little dirty. I didn't. I never heard that reputation uh, beforehand. But there was some. There was some aggressive, dirty football going on. Um, but if it, if that's what it takes to get where they're at, props to TCU. And honorable mention to the little man. Looked like Darren Sproles kept getting compared to Darren Sproles. I think that's also uh, K State. Alum Deuce Vaughn, man. Deuce Vaughn, 22, 26 yards or 26 carries, 130 yards in a touchdown. But he was resilient. And I was wondering why do they keep going up the middle with him? They showed his benching stats. The guy benched uh, 225, 17 times, was like squatting four something, 21 times. I'm like, uh, this dude's really built, and I've seen him in person. He, I know I'm tall, but he looked like my stepson is probably going to be as tall as him within a year or two. <laughs> so, a little pack of power, and uh, yeah, shouts out to Deuce Vaughn. I, I thought that would have been my hero of the week if I wasn't so impressed with Max Duggan. Did you Dude, say he squatted for something 21 times? I'm pretty sure that's what it said. <laughs> yeah, it was like a whole that's list of good. he's just a little ball of power, man, and uh yeah that makes sense why they would try to still send him up the middle when he gets the break and he has the the room to make that cut he's out and he's got explosive speed but uh i was just like man they're just throwing him to the wolves sending him down the middle like this but i guess i was wrong i guess i was wrong all right (laughs) so uh yeah let's let's dive on in of course we'll try to get all the way through and talk about the game that's playing as we record them. we got the bucks and the saints right now saints are up on the bucks seven to three but let's go back to the start of the week on thursday first day of the last month of 2022 and the bills get their win over the patriots 24 to 10. do you guys want to pass this play or do you want to give it a one shot what do you want to we do man pass it. i mean okay. uh, we can pass it I, uh, yeah. Right. yeah, I agree. It's, you know, the Patriots offense is starting to mutter. They're six and six. Six yeah. and six. All right, moving right along. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers gave a heck of a I'm back speech after beating the Bears 28 to 19. You guys see, you guys want to pass player one shot this month. I want at least one shot. shot. Yeah, <laughs> All right, go shot. ahead. Go ahead. Who cares? He beat the Bears. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not like it's not. I don't feel like they're gonna. They're now in playoff contention. It's not like they're gonna catch up to the uh, Vikings. The bear. The, the I don't even think Phil should have even came back for the game. 
honestly. His mm-hmm. lift separated his shoulder. He needs yep. to sit out. They, they don't really have any playoff aspirations. That was a dangerous move on their part. Aaron Rodgers beat the Bears. Big whoop. I mean, I forgot the exact quote and I forgot the exact score, but I'll, I'll put it like this. Aaron Rodgers says there was a lot of, of fans happy when it was 19 to 10 and they were very confident. And he said he was too. And he did what he always does. He beat the Bears. It is what it is. You know, I agree though. Justin Fields, you know, 2025, he had a decent game, two picks. But at the end of the day, why is he in there? He's he's not 100%. You know, like clearly you're scheming around this kid now. Like he has potential. Why do this? Why? Why? Just let him let him rest. It doesn't make sense. You know, uh, the Bears are just, uh, they're, stumped. they're three and 10 for a reason. We'll go with that. It always comes back to that, overworking the players and shortening those careers. Uh, all right, next game. The whole reason that uh, that Trey here is wearing a beautiful hat on the wire today, <laughs> the Steelers is a, a win over the Atlanta Falcons, 19-16. to 16. You guys want to pass the play or you want to give it a one-shot? I mean, this is Trey's choice because it's Trey's team, so I'll let him choose. <laughs> Trey's muted right now, so but once he makes a decision, we we, we, we can play it. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, we can play it. You go ahead and start off this. Y'all didn't really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so yeah, you take a minute to breathe. Here's what I'm gonna say. Even though we're playing it, it's painful that we're having to play this game because this is just a garbage game. If we're being like objective, when we about all the other games we're gonna talk about, Kenny Pickett, you know, he could be good. But it's hard to know right now. The Steelers offense is the most anemic thing besides the New England Patriots that I've seen. They're terrible. You know, Najee Harris, I'm, he had a decent game. I think he's averaging five yards per carry and et cetera. But Najee has been terrible this whole season. You know, the only the only dude who actually looks solid is Pickens. And Pickens didn't look solid this game. So, like, there's nothing positive to talk about for Pittsburgh. You know, like, I don't know what else to say on that side of things. TJ Watt is definitely not playing like what we're accustomed to nick bosa is basically taking tj watts like crown and he's like this is my season um and for atlanta i'm gonna say it's disappointed not just with this game but with their season it felt like we had even talked it was cincinnati and atlanta and they're both like oh i was like oh i was excited about that game close game like i really expected it to you know this could have been that game for atlanta they had a loss and i even said after that i hope this doesn't you know put them down and i hope they they rally and unfortunately, they haven't really rallied since that game. And, you know, Marcus Mariota, I'm sure you're going to get into, but he is not the answer. We've already talked about that. This is a team that just, they just need something. You know, like they can run. They got a great defense, but they got Marcus Mariota. And it's very, I'm just disappointed. I was so excited. You know, Atlanta has had a hard time for a while. And th- this is, this is like, the season for them and to watch them lose to this lowly Pittsburgh Steelers team it's just disappointing so I, I'm sad for I'm sad for Atlanta the people the, the people of Atlanta deserve better than what they're getting out of this team which this defense is solid this offense is ass I'll leave it at that so I'll start with Pittsburgh uh, I like their future with Pickett and Pickens. They need to... I feel like they're just trying to keep on with the same old Steelers offense, and I feel like they need to switch it up and play to his strength. Najee Harris needs to be more consistent, even though he is averaging around five yards a carry. I feel like he does need to... He tends to disappear, and I think T.J. Watt needs to sit some more games out. I think he needs to rest up. I don't think, and like like we were talking uh, before we got on, Pittsburgh is going to do that thing where they have a winning season, but barely, and they're going to lose out on the high draft pick, which is ridiculously stupid for them because they need they need a lot of things, but they could start in the draft, and they could be picking some high tier draft picks, but they're not going to because Mike Tomlin wants to be at least five hundred and have a winning season. This is going to be it's going to be insanely fun. Up- Insanely frustrated. Atlanta needs to go ahead and let Ritter start. They need that thing that you, that they're missing. They need to go ahead and let Ritter start and see what he can do. Yeah, see what he's got. Him in the fire. They're, the only reason that they're starting Marcus Mariota is because he's a veteran. And by the luck of being in a shitty division, 
where no one's above 500, we actually have a spot. We're in the we're in the hunt for a playoff spot. Yeah. But we don't have a receiver. We have pits. Our running game is off. Our offensive line is always trash. Throw him in there. See what he can do. Marcus Mariota, he makes he makes just enough plays to be relevant, but he pisses me off. Because he is gonna throw the ball away. He's gonna mismanage the clock. And <laughs> I'm frustrated. But he but it's frustrating because in the second half, he'll make plays. But our first half will be so anemic. Isn't Pitts out for the season now? I thought I heard that. Yeah, Pitts. Yeah, well, Pitts is out for the season. Yeah. And oh, I will say this: I agree with you, but I feel like Drake London could be pretty good. I feel like he's got some potential. But I agree with what, everything you said. I you mean, might as well throw Ritter in there. Yeah. But Ritter, I mean, still Ritter should start. Yeah. No, I agree. At least I'm getting some, some, yeah, some reps, uh, so he can see the, the speed of the NFL because next year it's him. Yeah. Well, look what happened to Justin Fields. They threw him in too early, and they still committed to it, right? And it's like, at first, he struggled. But who cares? Let him struggle. Let Ritter struggle. What's what's the worst? You're not going to do any worse than what you're putting on the field right now. Absolutely not. We could be 5-8 and eight with Ritter. Yeah. Well, and look at... I, I'll give Pittsburgh some credit. Look what they chose to do, right? They didn't go with Mitch Trubisky. They tried it for a couple games, and they're like, fuck this. It's going nowhere. And they threw in Pickett. But what I will say is you said that uh, I don't think the expectation was even this high for Atlanta at the start of the year. I no, no, of course not. Going, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was that high. We're actually doing a lot better than what I expected us to do this year. Um, we're actually... Um, I always expected us to put up a fight, but we're actually... For a point that we were the best team in our division. And That's what I was getting still at. Could be, yeah, we still could be. And... We just have to put some wins together and become more consistent. Our defense, uh, although they do bend a, little, a lot, um, they make plays. They have takeaways. We just need to be stop turning the ball over our offense. It would be straight. All right. Moving right along. We have the Vikings and the J-E-T-S Jets. Vikings got away with this one 27 to 22. Would you like to pass it, play it, or give it a one shot? Uh, we should at least one-shot it, I think. We can one-shot it. Let's go. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to say. Jets are a solid team. Yes, they're 7-5, and five, but they, they've just been on a kind of a downturn. But having said that, we've consistently said they're a solid team. Now, I'm, I'm not saying Minnesota's going to win it all, but I think we at least have to start giving Minnesota some credit, right? They're, what are they, 10-2? and two? Minnesota's been playing very well. Now, I still, you know, Kirk Cousins is a quarterback, so it doesn't matter. We we talked about that narrative all day. But having said that, you know, Mike White threw for 300 and almost 400 yards, but he threw for two picks, right? So the Mike White hype needs to slow down a little bit. You know, uh, it's James Robinson was, was a little injured. He didn't really get to play. Uh, but And, you know, this was a game that they won, but it wasn't pretty. Like, it wasn't the way they've been winning, which was like, 300 yard cousin game Justin Jefferson dominating this was this was definitely like the opposite of that this was much more of a rushing methodical game and uh, the Jets were actually going up and down the field they just couldn't convert as much and Garrett Wilson had a field day uh, as a wide receiver at Jets um, but yeah I gotta at least give Minnesota some credit I'm not saying they're gonna win I'm not saying they're really a potential for the Super Bowl they're certainly not the favorite in the NFC but you have to give credit where credit's due they're winning the games they're supposed to win and you know they're ten and two at the moment, so I'll give them a shout out. Um, I, I mean I don't know what I was expecting from this game. These are two uh, good football teams, I'll, I'll say. So I, I don't think the expectation for the Vikings should have been a like a blowout or anything like that. Um, the Jets have proven that they're a good football team that plays solid, dependable football. They're gonna be stiff on defense. And they're going to figure out a way to win on offense if their quarterback just doesn't get in the way. White, um, let's give, give him a little break. He threw for 300 yards, had two interceptions. You kind of got to expect that with him being a fresh guy in the NFL. Um, Kirk Cousins is going to do Kirk Cousins thing during the regular season. He might as well be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and that's pretty much my take on that game. 
Absolutely. All right. Let's keep it on a rolling here. Uh, whoa. Uh, the Lions and the Jaguars. Lions had a college score for once. Uh, probably got everybody in Detroit nice and high. 40 to 14 over Jacksonville. You guys want to pass play or one shot? To me, it's either like one shot or pass. We can one shot it. Okay. Uh, this is what I'll say about it. Uh, we know that the Detroit Lions can put points on the board. What was kind of uh, shocking to me was that this game was so lopsided for the Jaguars because the Jaguars were a team that I felt was uh, getting ahead of steam going. They were playing a lot of teams really, really tough. Um, and I felt like with the with the uh, with Detroit's defense that they would be able to do a little bit more, but they didn't. So. Uh, I'll echo I'll echo what Trey said. It caught me off guard. It was so lopsided. Um, Jacksonville has been losing by like seven, like they're four and eight, but they've been losing by like seven points or less on almost every game. I think the worst blowout besides this one was 10 points. So I didn't anticipate them losing by like 25 or 30, whatever this was. I don't have the exact score. Point is, is uh, they got crushed. Didn't expect that. We know Detroit can score, but they're inconsistent. And that's where Dan Campbell needs to, you know, get that focus. I can't expect Dan Campbell to magically make their defense good, but they have to work on that offense to be more consistent. We know they have the firepower. We know they have the sun god at wide receiver, but you have to... If they led the league in scoring for the first five weeks, then they disappeared, and now they're starting again, and they're five and seven. So if they could have just kept that offense momentum... Maybe they're not five and seven. Maybe they're seven and five, and they're in there in the playoff hunt. So that's what Detroit needs to do. As far as far as Jacksonville, they're clearly talented, but they're still a couple pieces away, which is why they're losing the close games. So, yeah, I, I think Jacksonville is. I, I, they're not winning, but they're exactly where they need to be. They're only going to get yeah. better from here. Yeah, I mean, they're. They, remember, they were the first pick in the draft last year. It takes time. You yeah. can't just magically switch. You know, it is what it is. Absolutely. All right, we got time for one more before the break. We have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Tennessee Titans. This one a little more lopsided than a lot of people thought it would be. 35 to 10 Eagles. Uh, what do you guys think? Pass, play, one shot? I'd we'll say play, play or this. one shot. Okay, cool. We'll definitely play this. AJ Brown's you coming. Off with you? Yeah, AJ sure. I'll start. Brown's coming. Yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you do the AJ Brown part. I'm just going to focus on the other part because the AJ Brown part deserves its own part, quite frankly, with, the, with this particular game. Um, I didn't think it was going to be 35 to 10. I thought it would be like 28 to 14. I really do believe, like, I'm a big Eagles fan in terms of them being good. I think they're criminally underrated, and I mean that. I think everyone just assumes just because they've had a weak schedule, they're not fraudulent, but they're not clearly the best. I believe they're virtually clearly a, a top favorite, not necessarily the favorite, but you have to put them on the same level as the Chiefs in terms of like their dominance. The only other one, ironically, is like Dallas. So that's another team you could argue. The Eagles are a solid, solid team. Their defense is incredible, and Jalen Hurts can drop some bombs. And A.J. Brown is consistently being a top five wide receiver. Tennessee let him go. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, Trey will get into that. But having said that, when you have explosive weapons, not just him, Devonta Smith, like this Eagles offense is very potent as well. Like if Lamar Jackson were on this team, like could you imagine, you know, because I'm not smack talking Jalen Hurts, but I'm just saying if Lamar was on this team, because we know what the weapons they cut that they have what could happen you know you look at like the Bengals another example of an offensive team that's young that has a bunch of studs and you watch them put up these numbers this is what Philadelphia is capable of doing week in and week out in terms of 35 Tennessee it's disappointing for the 10 but let's be honest here they rely on Derrick Henry it's really that simple and we did as when he doesn't have a, a spectacular game this is what you see and it's just really that simple Tennessee is still a great team I think they have the best coach in football but Philadelphia is a team uh, and I don't want to say statement game because they, they're 11 and one and they've clearly been rolling, but this is uh, a team to really pay attention to. And I think they've been criminally underrated this year. Um, I'll say this. That's probably the most impressive win this week. Um, even with the Cowboys game, which we'll probably get into. I'm pretty sure you kind of feel one in the same lines as me, Richie. But the, the, this Eagles win was the most impressive one. Um, not only because they beat the Titans, but how they beat the Titans. This is this has been a running a run first team, and they shredded them in the air. 
AJ Brown has arrived as a top five receiver in this league, like uh, what you were saying. You have to, he's going to get the 50 50 ball. He's big, he's physical, he's fast. And he made the move, he made the perfect move for him when he left Tennessee. This is the piece that they needed. Um, while they are 11 1, I will say they've been struggling the past couple of weeks. Um, speaking for the Eagles, they've been making a lot of mistakes. They've just been eking out these wins. Um, this was when they, the Tennessee Titans took the run away from them, and it didn't matter. And this was the one we need to see for the progression of Jalen Hurts. Could he go out there and actually make the passes to win the game if someone cut off what they do best? And he he showed that clearly. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, let us know what you think about the games we talked about so far. And hey, check your hero of the week. We'd love to argue about that in the comments on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube. Everything's in our link tree below. So uh, during this little commercial break, check out some of the shows that we've got uh, to offer for you. But also go over, hit the like, hit the subscribe. That way you can find our new stuff. Uh, this is Wire Sports Podcast. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Wire Sports Podcast. Hey, you saw the ads. You know what to do. Let's dive back in. Ladies and gentlemen, the Browns, the showdown, the returning, the protest, uh, the Browns and the Texans. Uh, Browns got this win 27-14. Shaking off some dust was Deshaun Watson. Do you guys want to pass play or one shot? I think it deserves at least a one shot. I think one shot is fair. All right, roll when you're ready. <laughs> he hasn't played for 700 over 700 days um, no, uh, not speaking about him personally but we all know what Deshaun Watson is uh, on the football field uh, I think that it's going to take him a minute to get into the flow of the NFL I mean he basically he sat one year and then he was hurt another year or no he sat one year and then he was suspended all of this year so I think the Browns still have potential to be one of the best, one of the top tier teams in the full in the league. We're just gonna have to wait and see. Okay, I'm gonna stick to what I said last week, which is they're five and seven. They could still technically win their division because even though Cincinnati is doing well, they're one and three, so it's unlikely they win the AFC North and they'll have to get in by the card. Whereas Cleveland has the possibility if Deshaun can get it going. Now, I will exclude this week because obviously, as to Trey's point, he hasn't played in two years. Having said that, now they got to go into Cincinnati and play. And if you played anything like that, it's going to be brutal. So um, I'll say this for Cleveland. They won the game. It was not really close. They did what they needed to do, which is hand the ball off to Nick Chubb. And I, they finally started using Kareem Hunt a little bit again. I think he almost had 10 carries. Uh, that's been kind of an like not like an anomaly since they've been trying to trade him. But it looks like since they didn't get a trade out of him, they're going to start using him again. So if you're Cleveland, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to focus on. And that's what this game was. You know, obviously this week, um, Jacoby would have been better than Deshaun. But as we discussed, you got to get Deshaun going. You can't just sit there and wait till next year when you have the opportunity for a clearly top five talent to be playing. You got to get him trying to play and you got to hope he can get to that form this year. Don't wait for next year. Hope for this year. Amari Cooper has been playing well. This is a good opportunity. Absolutely. All right. Moving on over to, is this the first tie of the season? I'm not sure. I think maybe one other one. Uh, Commanders and Giants ended it at 20 to 20. You guys want to pass play over one shot? At least one shot. At least one shot. Dana Way one shot. Best. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Before the game, it was announced that the loser of this game would have a four, would drop to a 40% chance of making the playoffs. So both teams decided to tie. 
like we'll stick it to you. You're not going to tell either of us we're not 40% playoffs. No, no, no. We'll just tie and you can figure out the math later. Um, this this kind of caught me off guard. We've been talking about how good the Giants have been. One thing I think we haven't been doing is discussing the commanders ever since they made that quarterback change, which obviously has been a great, good decision. And he's been balling. Um, it's disappointing every time. Sometimes it happens. Um, but what else is there to say other than you have a seven and four team and a seven and five team? And they're similarly skilled. This, this commander's team has been sneaking up on people. I don't think people have really realized, you know, they're seven and five. They're, they're actually in the playoffs if it were to end today. Um, this NFC East has been kind of stacked. It's kind of strange. Uh, but, you know, Saquon Barkley did not perform like I wanted him to. That's why I benched him for fantasy. I had a feeling that was going to happen. Uh, and anyways, I don't like seeing ties. It's always disappointing. But, you know, both teams didn't do enough to win. So there you go. 2020. I don't like ties either. It's, they're stupid. They should it should be legislated out of the NFL. I don't know why they allow this to happen. It's uh, it's disappointing. Um, what I will say about both teams is uh, to Richie's point, the Commanders have sneakily been really tough. Um, their defense, I think we've always known their defense was stout, um, but their offense is really clicking. I like uh, what's his name, Heineke. I like Heineke. Heineke's 1-4, and, and look at him now, 7-5. and five. Yeah, I, I like Heineke. Um, he definitely upgrades from Wentz, uh, which is kind of crazy to say. Um, uh, I like their receiving I like their receiving core. The Giants, uh, I love Brian Dayball. I still think he's coach of the year, um, to be honest with you. And uh, Saquon Broccoli didn't do, didn't do well, but this team stayed true to what, the, what they were, which is a real gritty football team. And the score kind of matches the matchup itself. These teams are pretty evenly matched, and it, I, it played out like that. Absolutely. Solid one shot, fellas. Solid one shot. Uh, and we're moving over now to uh, U.S. men's tennis uh, with a score of 10 to 9. Oh, no, this is still football. Ravens and Broncos. Uh, Ravens got this win. 10 to 9. Um, you guys want to pass it, play it, or one shot? We have to one shot this. We don't we have to one shot it. Go for At least for, I don't know what you're about to say, but it's clearly going to be about Lamar. Oh, that's See, yeah, he, he knew exactly what. Okay, okay. Well, I'll yeah. start. He already called and mm-hmm. I have to. I had to go to it. They lost to a Lamar Jackson list Ravens team. Like, that's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is they're 3 and 9. Russell Wilson couldn't beat a Lamar Jackson-less Ravens team, which I just mentioned earlier has no offense and weapons for Lamar Jackson. So when you take out the only player they have on offense and they score 10 points and you can only score nine. Like this is a game as a Bengals fan that I was just like hoping. Not that I want Lamar to be hurt. I never want anyone to be hurt. But Lamar's hurt. Finally, we can get a, we can steal a game and look what happened. You got to be kidding me. I think Russell Wilson has done the biggest con job in the world by making everyone think that he is a top tier quarterback. And and I'm not sure if that's hyperbole or if that's just the guy around the street. I don't know how he can't win this game. I do like the Ravens defense, but he should be able to dissect the defense. Um, he's got to be able to go out and win the game just on him alone. And he's not been doing that. I don't. I don't know what's going on, but it looks pretty pathetic. Um, yeah, I am worried about Lamar Jackson because it's a knee thing, and I'm kind of worried about what that means for his money. Because if they don't go out there, if they go out there and they kind of do it with Huntley. Which is possible because Huntley plays pretty well with them. Um, yeah, then his numbers, yesterday's price won't be today's price, it'll go down. 
Valid, very valid. I think we'd still take you Lamar over in Pittsburgh. I know Pickens uh, shows promise, but uh, welcome to come on down. <laughs> uh, all right, a game that had crucial news to follow: 49ers and the Dolphins. Uh, San Francisco got this win, 33-17. Announced after that, Jimmy G out for the season on, I believe, a broken ankle. You guys want to pass play or one shot? Broken foot, at least one shot. Broken foot. At least one shot. I think we should play it, honestly. We can play it. Let's play it. Let's play it. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll start. Go ahead. Here's what I'm going to say. The Niners, before this game, I'm not saying it's over, but before this game, they were my NFC Super Bowl favorite, in my opinion. This defense, every year, year in, year out, like, and I've talked about it before with the Rams, and I was Rams, Rams, Rams. The Niners statistically have always been a better defense than even that Rams team. This defense is insane. You know, after Jimmy G went down, I'm not saying it's over, but this is was to me the second most impressive win of the week after the the Eagles Titans game because the 49ers won with their backup, backup quarterback <laughs> and not only did they win they beat a dolphins team handily that, that's eight and four and in my opinion is starting to go on the downtrend anyway but regardless solid win dominating win and nick bosa is a uh, defensive player of the year at least candidate for now uh this man is basically playing like how tj watt's been playing the last couple of years he's been absolutely unblockable unstoppable and we saw that on the very last play of the game uh, to follow up, I'm basically going to piggyback off Richie. Um, but I, I would, I'll make this slight variation. I feel like it was more about the 49ers defense than anything else. That they did, um, I like Purdy. Um, the Jimmy Garoppolo sort of thing. I mean, this is just another page in the Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy playbook, really. Um, but I still think that they're a viable team in the playoffs. Um, it, but I feel like they need to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback and stick with it and show and be and be set in that decision whether they go out and pick up someone or they're going to stick with Purdy. Um, but I like Purdy. Uh, I think Tua is still seeing Nick Bosa in his nightmares right now <laughs> because Nick Bosa was all over the place. But Greenlaw was. All, I mean, the entire defense. It was almost like, all right, no, it's your turn. All right, no, it's your turn. All right, you want to go? You can go. And it was one after another. It got to the point that you could physically see Tua in the backfield, like, looking out for defenders. That was, that scary. Yeah, he definitely uh, heard some footsteps all night. And uh, it's, it's tough. It's a it's a defense and they they've been a defense for years to be honest um and actually i like your point you made a great point truthfully this is more on the defense than the offense but um i also want to give a shout out to trey who said about christian mccaffrey's catching receiving skills who has been playing out of the slot for the niners quite a bit this year since they moved him over here so trey was right on that i completely rescind my christian mccaffrey slander although i will say i'm glad they didn't go uh trade a first for him um, yeah, this Niners team is easily still playoff contender, Trey. I just, I can't say Super Bowl favorite for me, at least on the NFC side. I just can't go there yet. But if anyone can get it done and find a way to make this offense click, it's their coach. You know, he, he's a wizard on offense. We all know that. Kosh Shanahan likes to run anyway. So it's not like this is going to completely screw them. Jimmy G, they were trying to get rid of, and they had to reluctantly bring him back, so to speak. So, you know, I, I feel like Kyle already had a game plan and set. So I'm sure he's going to use Christian McCaffrey more. I'm sure he'll find a way. And honestly, you know, they, they, they could easily, easily still win 11 games this year. I think they lose one more time. Even, even with losing two starting quarterbacks, I still think this team can do it. Yeah, uh, and that's where I was going with it. Um, as far as the, the defense goes, as long as, I mean, there's that caveat, as long as they can stay healthy, I think as long as they can still help you, Kyle Shanahan could could put you or me in there and they'd win <laughs> at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean we we haven't gotten to it, but you saw you saw how Mount Ryan looked uh, last night. Uh, yeah. He got him the MVP. 
and assume, and and it's not just to say that he was better then, because the year after Kyle Shanahan left, he went back down to being, you know, a little bit above average Matt Ryan, not MVP Matt Ryan. Um, Purdy looks solid, but I mean, as long as that defense gets healthy, like you were talking about Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel's are some playmakers. Of the they're playmakers, but they're some of the most dynamic running back slash receivers that are in the NFL because they both run routes like no you're right receivers. you're right yeah but especially McCaffrey McCaffrey's the I was looking at something on uh, McCaffrey uh and some of the best linebackers are afraid to go up against McCaffrey because no, of I'm gonna give it to you man because how you have to cover um Debo Samuels is another one but they still have IU they still have yeah IU is um, a beast a beast and they have they haven't paid him yet no they haven't even paid him yet and then they got Kittle of course so they got they have a talent and, then, <laughs> and we're talking about Kittle after everybody else I mean yeah, yeah with those weapons Kyle Shanahan could you know I think he's gonna keep Purdy I think they'll pick a couple yeah. back up just in case but he knows the offense better than anyone and Kyle Shanahan is smart enough to work it to where we clearly see he likes to go to his running backs I mean yeah, that's gonna be. I think they're fine. Honestly. No, I gotta give it to you because they have the best wide receiver who can run in Debo Samuel, and they have the best running back who can receive in Christian McCaffrey. You made a very, very good point there. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, Lamar, you might find better weather down there in the Bay Area than you would over in Maryland. I don't know. I don't know what the money looks like. I hey, Lamar, come come out. We don't need Trey. We'll give we'll give them Trey. Baltimore can have Trey Lamp as a Bengals fan too. Baltimore can take Trey Lamp. It's totally fine. <laughs> all right, all right. Where are we going next? We got ah yes, the Seahawks and the Super Bowl champion Rams. The Seahawks got this one twenty-seven to twenty-three. You guys want a pass play or one shot? At least one shot. We can one shot it. Go okay, I, I, I'm going to say this, Trey. I got to interrupt you. Geno Smith, pay this man. I'm done. I, <laughs> I completely agree. I'm on your bandwagon with that one. I remember I was talking about, uh, I think I said a few episodes ago, uh, Geno Smith, he's not going to, but he should be considered for like one of the MVPs this year. No, you're right. Absolutely should be. He should be considered for one of the MVPs. They're not going to have a, you know, a sexy record or anything like that, but they consistently play the play to win the game and they do what they need. He makes the throws. I think he's still at like 70% passing. Or he's still for the whole season. For the whole, for the whole season. season. He doesn't make mistakes at quarterback. He just doesn't. Um, and that's my one shot. Uh, Shouts out to Jewel Smith for turning lemons into lemonade, man. <laughs> I don't know what he did to improve this much but this was the season they're supposed to tank pay this man absolutely give him his money uh all right out there with trey las vegas the raiders they got to win over the chargers 27 to 20 you guys want to pass play or one shot at least one shot uh we can one shot it uh i'll i'll start this one off i think Myself included, I think I was harder on McDaniel, harder on McDaniel's than I should have been. They had to figure some things out. They're starting to figure it out, especially with Dalvin, uh, not Dalvin, with um, uh, what's the receiver's name? Devontae. Devontae, Jesus, thank you. We're starting to figure out with Devontae Adams. Uh, the, the defense is coming around. The offense is starting to click. And Jacobs is a machine. Solid win for the Raiders. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the same thing I said about Washington. You know, and we were disappointed all season with the Raiders. But they were 1-4. and four. They're 5-7. and seven. It's on the upswing. They're starting to play like we thought they could play. Josh Jake, uh, Devontae Adams, I believe, has had 100 yards every single game this whole season. So he's the only one that's been holding up his end of the bargain. Josh Jacobs, well, that's okay. Josh Jacobs also has been holding up. Josh Jacobs looks like he wants to make 20 million a year. He can't because he's a running back. 
but he wants to. And this guy's trying his damnedest. Um, so this is a team that's starting to gel, starting to play like we wanted to see the whole time. Uh, I'm going to give McDaniels a lot of credit, you know, like because uh, Carr, who has been constantly saying, you know, it's, you know, like he's saying, it's I love the coaches, I love this, that, but there's some inner turmoil within the team members not buying into either McDaniels or part of the coaching staff. Um, they need to get it together. They're starting to figure it out. This could be a team if they keep doing what they're doing. They'll be in the playoffs, and who knows? They they have they have some weapons. Now it's unfortunate with Darren Waller; he just hasn't been able to stay healthy this season. But you never know. Maybe maybe he'll be good to go at the end of the season. Um, this is a team to look out for, and for poor Justin Herbert, he's it's feeling like a Matt Stafford type career. I hate to say that, like he's such a talent, mm. but like you know, and people are talking about Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert because they're in the same draft. And I'm not trying to compare them, but my point is is you know, when he's that good of a quarterback, he's a top five talent. But this Chargers team just finds ways to lose. I don't know how else to say that. Uh, it's reminding me of Philip Rivers. You know, it's, it's reminding me of Matt Stafford. This guy, this guy has all the talent in the world, but there's only so much he can do. And that's what this game felt like. Because he had his way with the Raiders defense and they, they just couldn't get it done. So good, good job to Oakland. And uh, the Chargers need to figure something out because the, they had Super Bowl aspirations with all, all of their acquisition. So, Absolutely. All right, moving on over to something put a big old smile on Richie's face. We had the Chiefs and the Bengals. Chiefs losing again to those Wildcats. I uh, know they're the Bengal Cats down there. I don't want to, I can't recover in college now i can't say wildcats uh to the to the cardiac cats the original cardiac cats Bengals got 27 to 24 over the chiefs you guys want to pass play shot i'd like we're to definitely it. not passing it we're gonna play this all right let's hear it okay well here's where i'll start i'm not gonna overreact but i'll give credit where credit is due i had mentioned earlier about two weeks ago that you know cincinnati has all the talent in the world but they had a very, my wife looks very beautiful right now. They had a very tough schedule upcoming. And so I said they had to get through this gauntlet. So far they've gotten through the gauntlet. Um, what I will say is at the beginning of the year, they looked terrible. Some people call it a Super Bowl hangover. I think when you look at it reflectively in retrospect, it was more so new offensive linemen and they were not gelling. This line is starting to gel. And uh, you've seen the offense that the Bengals are capable of. This is Jamar Chase's first game back. And, you know, he didn't have a Jamar Chase game, but what do you expect? He was injured. He still made an impact. Uh, this is a very dangerous team in the Bengals. But as I had mentioned, they're not winning the North, so they're going to have to go continue to win and get into the wild uh, the wild card. To, yeah, to get into the playoffs, have to get through the wild card. Cincinnati has beaten the Chiefs three times this year, actually, January in the playoffs and now. So that actually makes me fearful as a Bengals fan because just like the Niners and the Rams, there's only so many times you beat a team before they get you back. Um, but this was a good game for the Bengals. I'm not going to sit here and try to downplay that, but it's not like, how do I want to say this? We talked about the Chiefs last week and that they were the, the team to beat. Even though the Bengals beat them, that doesn't mean the Chiefs aren't still a team to beat. This It's not like they're not still an AFC favorite. It's just that the Bengals have as you know, a very potent offense that the Chiefs can't figure out, quite frankly. So they, they just kind of have their number. It does not mean the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. This does not mean the Chiefs stink. They're two of the best teams in the league, two of the best teams particularly in the AFC, and it was a close game, quite frankly. You know, Chase, I, I think the only thing I will say to Chiefs fans at this point is I don't want to hear any more excuses. The first time was Jamar Chase isn't going to get 240 yards again. And then it's Mahomes isn't going to throw for 10 yards in the second half. And then this game, it's just like they complain about everything. It's kind of frustrating. Like, oh, man, there was 12 guys on the field and the guy faked an injury. It's like that's not why they lost, guys. Like you got to just accept sometimes the, the teams lose. This is still an incredible Chiefs team. One of their losses was to the Colts, and the only reason it happened is Chris Jones said something really bad to Matt Ryan that we still don't know about that led to the, the third down, getting a first down, and the Colts coming and winning. So the Chiefs are still at the top of the food chain, along with Buffalo and along with Cincinnati, but that you can't rule out Baltimore. There's a lot of great AFC teams, and I'm not going to discredit the Raiders, and I'm going to say that again. If the Raiders can keep playing like they're playing, 
Josh Jacobs ran over the Bengals last year. He's playing better this year. And that Bengals defense is no joke. And I think like we like that's one thing I will say about this game again. This Bengals defense, how the Kansas City Chiefs 24 points. This Bengals has a really good defense. We always talk about their offense. Their defense is solid. This was a fun game to watch, period. Even if the Bengals lost, it's not like I would have been like, oh my God, that's a terrible game. It was a great game. Two of the best in the league. Uh, probably the most competitive game. Uh, and it was interesting. But the, by no means was this the biggest game. As we discussed, I believe the Eagles had the most important win. I believe the second most important win was the Niners. I would put this at third. This, you know, this isn't a measuring stick game. These two are two of the top teams in the AFC. And that's what this game kind of showed. It was just a really close game all across the board. And, you know, the Bengals found a way to win. And the, what else does it say? Joe Burrow is a great quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. It was a fun game. Um, I'll say this about the Bengals. I think they started off the same way last year with the same record. And then they started coming on strong. I feel like we're going to just find out that they're slow starters. And it takes a minute for them to kind of get going. Like Richie was saying, they just got a new offensive line. Um, so they weren't gelling, which doesn't help uh, with protecting the quarterback or the running game. Um, the last few weeks, P. Ryan uh, and Mixon have been like showing up. Uh, they lost they lost Chase, but they're starting to come on. Higgins, the boys are coming on. Um, what I will say about this matchup, um, it's always going to come down to who's not going to turn the ball over. It's always going to come down. To, I think the last couple of matchups, it's been a turnover. The, everything is almost similar. It's been a turnover. Who has the most turnovers? And whoever has the most turnovers is going to lose this game. Um, Kelsey never fumbles. I don't think people understand. Kelsey never fumbles. I can't even, I don't even, when was the last time Kelsey stumbled? Maybe like two years ago? I feel like two, two years, years ago. ago it's his yeah. eighth ever, I think. Two years ago. And so for him to be back home, uh, he gets the fumble off of a major pass. But I mean, a major pass. Um, they were up and then he gets that fumble and that seemed like it was the moment where the energy shifted. And then the Bengals did their thing. Um, let's not get it twisted. Joe Burrow is right up there as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he was making throws, even the throw to seal the game, that uh, third and 11 throw that he made uh, to Boyd. Oh my, like with the guy in his face, was in his grill. I don't even know how he got the pass on. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Joe Burrow is electrifying, but I mean, I think that this what that that's what this series is going to be. It's going to be a tightly contested game, um, and whoever wins the turnover uh, battle is probably going to win the game. But it, like Richie said, they won the last three. You don't want to lose someone you know that close and play that close together because it seems like the next time they play, it's probably going to average out and it's going to be since uh, going to be the Kansas Chiefs City. that wins that game. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it it's a neat you know it's a game of statistics. You can't keep winning forever. So that's why I was hoping to be honest that they would lose this game as the as a Bengals fan because like. You just can't do it. The Rams have lost to the Niners eight games in a row in the regular season. They lost three times to them last year, and then they barely lost to them in the playoffs, and then the Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl, right? So that was why, as a Bengals fan, I was hoping low-key it would have been 27-24 Chiefs. Because th this kind of worries me because it's like, there's only so long you can keep that up to trace point. The turnovers have been the exact story as to why the Bengals have won every time. They got the interception in overtime. Uh, they, they were up three turnovers in the previous game at, in January, week 17. Mm -hmm. And then the, the one fumble here was the only turnover of the game. So I completely agree with Trey. Trey's 1,000% on that. And uh, it was a good game. Yeah. Oh, what, sorry, sorry. One side note. I have to mention MVP. Joe Burrow's got to be in the discussion. Chase went out. They were looking anemic. And he led the league in all statistics offensively since Jamar Chase has been out. Uh, he kind of stepped up big. I'm not saying he's going to be MVP or he necessarily deserves it, but you got to throw his hat in the top five, along with Geno Smith. I feel like those two guys have really been carrying your teams. And uh, I will say that I think that I, I know that they, they it's a closely contested game, but I think that the Bengals actually needed to gain more. So I was kind of rooting for the win because they're coming up while we're 
where they're kind of coming up from being kind of scrappy in the beginning, um, while the Chiefs have been rolling like a well-oiled machine. So, I mean, yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to move on over to UFC. We had just a complete uh, dominant fight, almost a damn <laughs> knockout. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the Cowboys, Cowboys. Yeah. good Lord, 54 to 19 over the Colts. You guys want to pass it, play it, or give it a one shot? I'm down to one shot. I think we, we should one shot. It's too disrespectful to play this game, but we should at least one shot this game. <laughs> All right, take it away. Uh, I'll say this. The score is an indicative of what the game was. Um, I was on a group chat with my uh, brother and sister, and we were just like, and my sister, who really doesn't watch sports, was like, did they just get another turnover? Wow, is that another one? I mean, it was, and she was only interested in the complete spiral of the cult. She thought it was hilarious. She called me laughing. <laughs> Like she thought it was hilarious how bad they were playing. I, I don't know what happened. I like I said, they were almost about to tie the game with three minutes left in the third quarter at the end of the third quarter. And then all of a sudden they got thirty-three points in the fourth. I that was I don't know what happened, but it, it seems like they just quit. Or my Ryan go kept throwing them the ball. Yeah. I'm gonna go with it felt like they quit. This was a lot more competitive than that sounds. But the, the, the me for the one shot, I'm going to say is Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott gelling. Elliott said after the game, you know, he wants him to get those those carries because they he's dynamic. And, you know, like Pollard is make, makes the team a better team. And, you know, I, I love to see and hear that maturity from, a, you know, a, a running back who's a star in the league, not necessarily as dominant as he once was, but like mature enough to understand this guy's going to add years to my career if we're sharing the ball. And that we're going to be a better team for it. Um, this is the other team in the NFC that, you know, not because of 50 points, but because they can run the ball. And when you can run the ball, you can do anything in this league. And these guys can run the ball. So um, it was a good win by Dallas. The turnovers kind of got crazy there at the end. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a game like that. Well, like where it just kind of got out of hand that fast at the end. So it was a weird game for sure. <laughs> I would say it does look like like CD is gaining confidence. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was one of those things CD was looking like ass, but like, look at him now. You're right. He's going to be a top five statistics by the end of the year. He's really, you know, and that's part of his youth. That's part of his youth. He's going to, you know, not necessarily have, he's not Justin Jefferson in the sense of that boy knows he's the best in the league as soon as he got in the league and he's he carries that right he said it Devonte adams at the beginning of the year best wide receiver at the end of the year i'm gonna be the best wide receiver that dude has that swag cd's starting to pick it up he's he had so many drops early in the season i think being the number one was really psyching him out he's kind of calmed down and he's he's a top five wide receiver right now Absolutely. Well, we're going to chop up the last game for the uh, listeners in the comments. It's the game that's going on as we're recording right now. Buccaneers are trailing the Saints 10-3 to Saints. Uh, so let us know what you think. Give us your uh, your player one shot in the comments and we'll get in there and, and uh, fight it out with you. Real quick before we end, I got a little surprise subject for you guys. We can only really one shot it. I think that's all there is to talk about with it. Maybe uh, listeners, if you want to hear us go into more of it, we can, we can work it into next week, but real quick. See, by now you better feel it. You can feel what I'm saying. You can feel where I'm coming from. And you know I ain't playing because I got the credentials to back it up. I'm coming. And you don't hear me because it's going to be little solid little footsteps that you don't even have the strength, but you don't know I'm coming. Just the sake of my voice, the commitment to excellence, that is not going to be any more mediocrity, period. I'm coming. Some of y'all that really got it, that really want it, and really deserve it, and you got to play beside a fool that don't want it, don't deserve it, that don't even love it, I promise you it's my job to get rid of it. I'm coming. I love everything about this this institution. I mean, the academics prevalence, no crime, beautiful city, beautiful stadium. We've never had nothing of sort to work out in to, to trade in. 
I'm cut. And that, and that leaves out the part where he says, I'm bringing my son. Uh, of course, Shadur Sanders, I can't say his name. I don't know if I said it right or wrong, but uh, and eight to 10 others. Uh, what do you guys make of Coach Primetime laying into the Colorado locker room? Trey, feel free to go first, please. Uh, Prime does exactly what he says he's going to do. Uh, that He said when he got the position that he's coming and he wants the chance to get a championship on the national level. He said he was going to come in, turn that system around, and then it, when biggest group call, he was going to leave. That's exactly what happened. Uh, he told them out the gate, you know he's about to be in that transport portal. Not just him, and not just his son and 10 others. It's his son, 10 others, and whatever D1 recruits that he can get out that transport portal that's going to allow him to be uh Probably next year, one of the top teams in the twelve in the was the Pac twelve. Uh, watch out, because he turned uh, Jackson State around in a season. I think it's a five year deal that he's getting uh, from Colorado, a deal where they didn't even have they don't even really have the money to pay him right now. They're trying to get it together. <laughs> uh. He's being honest. He's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. That's one thing we can count on. And he's going to be prime while he's doing it. So Colorado's about to get a booth in attendance. They're about to get more sponsorships. They're about to get more D1 uh, blue chippers, especially now that he has the facilities. I don't think people really understand what the facilities are like at Jackson State. Uh, Colorado, Colorado's facilities are a thousand times better. Okay. He even told to, the players in Colorado, check the transfer portal. Sorry, Richie, go ahead. <laughs> to, to Trey's point, you just got prime, right? They need, Colorado needs a boost. They need something. And I'm not saying prime is necessarily the best coach, but you know what he is? He's prime. He's going to have eyes on your college. He's going to give them opportunities. He's going to get players and recruit players. Other coaches would not be able to get if they were at Colorado. It's really that simple. You know, um, one of the things Urban Meyer did well for Ohio State is he was uh, arguably Ohio State's best recruiter ever. Not necessarily his best coach, but easily his best recruiter. That's what Prime's going to bring you. He's going to get recruits that would never have even thought about going to Colorado to go to Colorado. Now, what he said was very harsh, but he means it. He means it. He means most of you suck. Last, I mean, they, they had a terrible season. I don't want you on this team, you know? And if you want to be on this team, you're going to have to show me why I shouldn't get rid of you. And um, it's it's honest. It's blunt. It's a little mean. But he's the king of social media. He knows what he's doing. They want him to do this. This is exactly what they're paying for. And I wouldn't be surprised in two years if they're not 10 and 1, 11 and, you know, whatever. I don't know exactly how many they play in that, that division. I think it's at least 11 games, 12 games. So I think it's 11. I think it's 12. He could get it done. I believe he could get it done because he will get such talented athletes to, to go, just like he did at Mississippi. So I don't, this is exactly what I expect. This is prime. He said it, I, you know, like, I'm going to show you how we do social media. They're doing documentaries already. They're filming already. He's going to get exposure to these college athletes that they would not get at any other school, period. So he's going to get athletes they shouldn't be able to get. It's a great move. It, I love it. I think that's that's a, I think that's another part of it too, because he's such a light. He the ni and the, the with the nil and the transfer portal. I mean, I think someone said it earlier. I think this new age of college football was built for Deion Sanders. Yeah. Yep. It was built for Deion Sanders. He's going to get the recruits because no more, no longer is it about the school name and the exposure. He can get you the exposure, but he can also get you the money. He can also get you the money just by being him. That prime time money. Well, folks, let us know what you I think. I wouldn't be surprised if they... Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Just We're just I, right on the I'm clock. Gonna, <laughs> oh, God. I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if they play, if they beat USC next year. 
Ooh, ooh, I like it. I like that. Let, give us a response to that in the comments. Forget whatever I was going to say. I like that. Uh, yeah, read the comments. Go to YouTube. We got the link tree. Hey, check out all the shows here on H2G Radio. True Crime for the Innocent Mind. We got Free Mess on Fridays. You can catch all of the actors' breakdown from season one, as well as uh, the Boss Dog Show. This is the Wire Sports Podcast every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> live, laugh, love like it's your last. And stay classy. For God's sakes, or Dion's coming for you. You're going to get primed. He cut in three quarters That's of that team. There. <laughs> three quarters. Oh, oh absolutely. Gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. This has been an H2G Radio production.